Welcome to the For the Church podcast, another great gospel-centered resource from Midwestern Baptist Theological Seminary. My name is Jared Wilson. I'm an assistant professor of pastoral ministry and author in residence at Midwestern Seminary. And I'm delighted, overjoyed, enthused, enthralled that I have across the table with me on this fine Thursday morning, my friend, my pastor, Mm. and also kind of my boss. Yeah. Dr. Nathan Rose, maybe not kind of, Dr. Nathan Rose is here. He's the lead pastor, senior pastor, have we? We haven't officially changed the title. Okay, so senior lead pastor. Senior lead pastor. Of Liberty Baptist Church in Liberty, Missouri, the church where I am happy to be a covenant member. Very happy to be. And uh, I'm somewhat in- intimidated, I'll be honest with you, because you're not just my pastor. Mm. You're also a trustee yes. of the seminary. I'm your boss in many ways. So you could discipline me and fire me. Yes. So this I correct. I got to be on my best behavior yes. on the podcast. I'm just glad to bring some pastoral authority into this <laughs> podcast to <laughs> rein you in a bit. That Yeah, that's probably good. I probably do need to be reined in. Yeah. I yes. like that. You're, you're kind of a, a rabble rouser, I guess. Oh, yeah. I, I'm a, I'm a little bit different than Ronnie. Yeah. Okay. Well, tell you you have a you have a bullet point list. So I've been list. thinking about this. How are you different you, than Ronnie? You give me a hard time. You say I don't listen to the podcast. I do listen to the podcast. <laughs> okay. I don't listen to every episode. Okay. Don't judge me. If if Ronnie and I had a podcast, that's like saying I watched a baseball game once. Yeah. I watched if, baseball. If Ronnie really. and I had a podcast, Jared, would you listen to it every week? No. Exactly. I, but okay. I don't. I don't listen to people's podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> then why do you judge those who don't listen to yours? <laughs> because you were coming on here. Okay. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Yeah. If I'd have known this, I okay. would have I would have listened to every episode. Okay. So I was thinking about ways that I am different than Ronnie. Okay. Because I thought it would be helpful to inform our listeners, like to prepare them. Sure. How this these next couple episodes are going to be a little bit different. Okay. Uh, just curious. Yeah. Like, what would your initial answer to that question be? How well, how are the, ways the, that Ronnie and I are different? Yeah. The first thing that stands out is. Uh, Ronnie is an introvert. Mm. I think he's a high-functioning that. introvert. That was, that was my first one. And you are an off-the-charts, raving yes. lunatic of an extrovert. Yes. When you are done with this, you are going to be so tired <laughs> that you're going to have to go into seclusion well, for weeks. Well, why I usually don't plan anything after podcast. What I do like smart. podcast recordings is I was like, I'm done. That's yeah. the end of the day. Yeah. I, on the other hand, I'll be so energized. <laughs> I will get so much done after yeah. this podcast. Okay. Uh, the other thing, Ronnie is brilliant. And I'm, okay. <laughs> so this is going to be self-deprecating. <laughs> we, okay. Th- this, uh, you have effectively dumbed down Not the, a theologian the is what you're trying I'm to not, say. I, you're not going to be talking about impassibility yeah, and divine no, simplicity. No, no, no. I'm a knucklehead. Ronnie is brilliant. Uh, Ronnie's an optimist. Okay. I'm a pessimist. Oh, that's interesting. Yes. Okay. I, I'm aware of it, so I try not to be. But I, really, I'm, I'm an extroverted Eeyore at heart. Okay. Like that's, and a George Costanza, too. Okay. <laughs> I got a little bit of both of those, those okay. individuals in me. I don't uh, see that. I'll be honest with you. Known you for I'm what? I'm aware Six of it. Years now, I so I try. Like, okay. well, maybe when it comes to the gospel, yeah, yeah, I'm an optimist. Okay, but in all other areas of life, okay. I'm a pessimist. All right. Uh, Ronnie doesn't like memes or gifs, <laughs> which is yeah, unfortunate. Okay. But yeah. I, but I do. I use them frequently. Okay. Ronnie enjoys soccer, <laughs> and I'm an American. Yeah, that's right. So. <laughs> <laughs> Communist kickball. Yeah, exactly. Versus, yes, okay. Exactly. Uh, Ronnie's a gifted writer. And I own a keyboard. Yeah. Uh, I'm not, not quite. <laughs> you can a, write. Come on. I can, I can formulate a sentence. This yeah. is correct. <laughs> is that it? That's <laughs> that, the end of the list? No. Uh, the last one was my favorite sitcom is Seinfeld. All-time favorite. Yeah, yeah. Mine Ron, too. Ronnie's never seen it. Yeah. Well, that, that's why I think this is a good bridge because okay. we actually we share an affinity. Oh, I had one there. more. Okay. Ronnie's uncomfortable talking about UFOs and UAPs, <laughs> and I'm not. Uh, you, like, you have the lingo down. I, I like I it. Think, UAPs. I think that we should do a part two in the future and okay. talk about them further. 
Because mm. I was listening to Ronnie was just, you could tell he was uncomfortable. Oh, we should have seen him. I wish I we did tell. the YouTube version. I version. couldn't see him, but I could I could hear it in his tone yeah. and in his silence. It he was, was like, so... you know the gif that he was? Do you, you know the Homer Simpson backing into the oh, hedge? Oh, yes, that was him. That was like him the entire time. Yep. It was just a 30-minute loop of him trying to get into that, <laughs> further into that hedge over and over again. Yeah. Well, brother, I'm glad you're here. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you one more difference okay. that I think may actually bring— um, uh, what, what you may lack in academic theology, mm -hmm. despite you have a PhD, so let's not downplay okay. that. Uh, dis, you know uh, what you may lack in sort of the academic th uh, uh, theology. Um, Ronnie's full time job was here at the seminary. Uh, he was uh, a lay elder. Uh, he was a pastor, but a lay pastor. You're a vocational pastor, full time pastor. I think that brings a yeah. unique sensibility That's and correct. probably will um, you know, take us into some areas yeah. that we haven't been able to do yeah. for a while. Yeah, Ronnie's a pastor theologian, so am I. Yeah. But he's certainly more of a theologian. He's theologian and I'm pastor. More, more, I'm not, wouldn't say I'm more pastoral yeah. than Ronnie, but I think I function more as a pastor than him. No, like, but I think we can talk about some things. Yeah. Um, and maybe you and I can even share um, sure. experiences and things just from vocational ministry that would be different. Would love it. So I'm excited about today's head. Yep. Hey, today we're going to start a, um, a recurring series. We'll, we'll come back uh, every now and again to do a different um, installment in this series, kind of like the mailbag or, or this other uh, ministry in different contexts uh, series that I'm wanting to start as well. Uh, talking about the craft of preaching. This yes. is actually your idea. Mm, thank you, you said you wanted to talk about the craft of preaching. Yes. Um, you know, we talked about preaching a lot on this podcast. Mm. If you listen to it, you probably would know that. <laughs> <laughs> but not to this level. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll be honest. Uh, you know, not to this sort of um, elemental piece-by-piece -piece level. You wanted to talk about the different aspects or elements of the sermon. And so for our first, the craft of preaching installment, we're going to talk about introductions. It's fitting. Yeah, because we're we're this starting is the introductory this, installment. Exactly. Let's talk about yes. sermon introductions. Yes, um, I got a couple things to say. I'll be honest with you; I don't have a whole lot to say about introductions, but I got okay, a little bit because I got a lot of questions I want to ask you. Okay, well, let's just start with why talk about introductions. I mean, um, okay, let me say this: a lot of people, uh, beginning preachers especially, find introductions and conclusions, and I think this is true for writers as well. Find introductions really difficult. Yeah, why? Do you agree? Like, have you heard that? And if so, why do you think people find it really difficult mm. to craft an introduction? I would, I think I would tend to, I think I agree with that. I think even now I still agree with that. Yeah. I think that the easiest component of sermon preparation is the exegesis. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And the introduction is, I think, important and necessary, but I think sometimes, you know, maybe we overthink it or maybe we don't have an approach Maybe there's no formula to follow, yeah. and so, and I don't think it gets talked about as much or addressed, and so, which is one of the reasons why I want to even like have the conversation here. Sure, it's like maybe to help people to think through introductions. Yeah, well, I mean, what is uh, how are people stalling out? Like, what what is happening that that they think? Well, uh, I don't know what. To can do I here. ask you a question? Sure. Can okay. I, so, Jared, what's the point of an introduction? Like, um, like for you, this for is me. this is you. So when you're you're crafting your excellent sermons, yeah, what what are you trying to accomplish when you come up with an introduction? I'm setting the scene, raising the question, addressing a problem that the yeah, sermon is great. going to answer, or a question that the sermon is going to answer. Um, and I, I think of introductions in two in two phases. This is about to be me saying all I know about introductions, <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll be done. <laughs> um, I, I think of like the very beginning is is what I call the thematic intro or. I think of it as a thematic introduction, and then I have the formal introduction. So thematic is that like before you actually that's the, read? Yeah, that, yeah, that's the yeah, that's the yeah, first okay. thing. The I've first things I say. Yeah, okay. 
um, the thematic introduction. And so, and that can be all, it can be done in a variety of ways. I don't think, like, I don't have a formula in terms of it's got to be an illustration I or it's got to be, yeah. um, I'm, I'm a big fan of kind of the Ray Ortland open with a, uh, a compelling statement, an attention yeah. grabber yeah, of yeah. some kind that the whole idea is that you're drawing people in, you want them to be compelled to listen Certainly. to yeah. what's about to yeah. happen. And so you're setting up what comes out of your exegesis in the text of what's the main idea or yeah. the big idea. So you're setting up that theme in that introduction. Yeah. Um, and in my mind, it's not very long because I want to get to the text. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you have my, a time? In like my a man- time limit? No, but in okay. my manuscript, it, it could be you know maybe two short paragraphs, okay. maybe the most that I would do. Maybe I might go beyond that, but that's typically uh, because I want to get to the text. And then the formal introduction comes after I okay. read the text in which I'm kind of setting up the context of the passage, background, that sort of thing, and then tying that in together with gotcha. when we begin the homiletical outline. No, that's yeah. helpful. That's exactly how I think about good good introductions, like good books, yeah. solve a problem. Okay. And that's a problem that people in your congregation, who your your listeners, they have that problem, and they may not even be aware of that problem. Yeah. So what, what I'm trying to do is— um, like you said, convince them that this is a sermon that's worthwhile, a sermon that's going to be helpful. And the first part of the process in doing that is helping them to see that actually you have, you have a problem here. And that problem might be in the way that you think, the way that you feel, the way that you act. Um, it, it, it might have to do with your affections. But in some way, shape, or form, trying to point out that there is a problem in this text, this specific passage, yeah. actually solves your problem. So in your mind, it's always the conception is around the idea of a problem. Well, no, So because otherwise it just feels negative all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm, I'm aiming for that. I'm trying okay. to, I, like, what I'm trying to do is figure out, okay, what's the main point of this passage? And then what does that main point, uh, what, what does that resolve? in our lives. Like what problem does that resolve yeah. in our lives? And then that usually helps me to figure out, okay, what do I want to do for an introduction? It might be an illustration. Yeah. Uh, it might just be asking some questions. Um, you know, there's, there's various ways that you can do it, but trying to, to get that point across that, hey, this is actually worthwhile. And, and maybe I don't say that specifically like, hey, you should listen to the sermon because it's going to be helpful. But somehow communicating that in the introduction, I think is helpful because people, you know, like me, we're, we're all selfish, and we we may we so may not want to listen. Yeah, yeah. And so, trying to give them incentives yeah. for listening. So it's an attractional approach, is what it, you're saying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you have sat under my preaching for a long time. You know better than to no, say no, that. No, no, it's opposite of attractional. Yes. It's very we're, repellent. We're trying actually. to. Put... <laughs> Jared, you're so quick witted, brother. That's it's very repulsive. <laughs> no, well, I will say uh, on that note, I'll say in my introductions, it's the most. That my sermon, uh, um, the most of my sermons anyway, sound like a topical sermon m- more in the introduction than in any other place in the sermon, because I'm essentially trying to, I'll use the phrase, um, you know, address a felt need, yeah, perhaps. So whether that's a problem or hey, here's a question, I'm going to answer it, or this is just um, one way to look at the particular theme. It's a topical kind of approach in those first couple paragraphs yeah. before I you yeah. know, dig into the text. Um, and in my mind, it's just a way to, you know, to compel the listener. Yes. You know? Certainly. What are some ways um, it goes wrong? It goes sideways. How do people do introductions poorly, do you think? 
when they're trying to be funny and they're not. <laughs> okay. And you can ask me so a lot. So you wouldn't rule out humor entirely. You're just saying if no, you're not funny. No. How do no, you know if you're not funny? If, well, if nobody's when, laughing? Yeah. When, no, when, you, when you're <laughs> okay. like, hey, this is going to be funny. Right. And then everyone's silent. That's, well, yeah. That's and don't it. start off by saying, hey, this is going to be funny. Yeah, because that's a good way to get everyone <laughs> right. to not laugh. They can be too long. Okay. That'd be my number one. That can be yeah. too long. Yeah. Um, I've made that mistake before. I try to be really aware of how long my sermon is. Yeah. Um, I think that people can go wrong in terms of thinking that an introduction is like, oh, this is like the introduction language used in a commentary. So you oh, even talked right. about like setting the background and the context. And yeah, I yeah. certainly think the the intro might be the place for it. Yeah. I'm not convinced that it has to be. Yeah. Well, I'm talking about the formal intro. So after the text. Yeah. So I'm and even I'm just talk- talking about situating people in the text. I don't mean like, gosh, you're doing all the backgrounds of the backgrounds right. okay. of the backgrounds. Okay. I'm just saying. I who's could e- writing, I could who even they writing see, to, that kind I of thing. I could even see, in, in some circumstances, holding off until you're maybe like in the body. Okay. Maybe. Like yeah, in yeah, the yeah. first point or something sure, like sure, that. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Um, I don't know. How would you answer that question? Well, how, too how long is the first thing that comes to mind. Because in my mind, you, I don't know if it's a psychological thing or not, but implicitly you want to give the impression that the text is setting the agenda. Yes. And the longer you take to get to the text, the more you're giving the impression, even if you don't believe this, you, yes. but you give the impression that what you got to say is more important yeah. than what God is, is, is saying mm. to us. I, I have noticed that one of the things that you do immediately, and, and this, <laughs> the look you gave okay. me. Well, is, I don't know. I'm a little nervous. I, I, I've, so obviously I, I've heard you preach. I preach. So I noticed, I noticed some differences. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Preachers hear preaching differently Correct. than normal people. And so— so this is a question I've been wanting to ask you. I noticed that you are you are adamant to get to the text very quickly. Okay. So you have your what your thematic yeah, yeah. your thematic introduction that's maybe a paragraph or two. That's probably what sixty seconds, maybe maybe two minutes at the most, yeah. and then you're in the text. Yeah. I on the other hand, on some occasions, I will have even like my formal intro, even before I read the text. Yeah. And then I'll jump right into the body. So so I want to talk about that difference. Are you, so that's intentional then when you're yes. like, and, and so when I don't do that, you're judging me is what you're saying. No, I'm not judging you. But I will say, and this is not, a, this has not occurred no, to me uh, in your preaching at all, but it has occurred to me and with other people's preaching, when they say, you know, turn to John chapter 13, and I turn there, you know, and we're not looking at the, te- and, the and they start talking, and they're talking for a long time, yeah. and I'm like, well, why is my Bible open if, you know, yeah. and eventually they get there. Yeah. But that that gap of time begins to weigh on yeah. me that I have an open Bible that I haven't looked at yet, yeah. and I've been listening to this guy for five, six minutes so or whatever. I will do that, but sometimes when I do that, it's intentional, okay, and it's because I am really trying to convince them. Much like listening to the sermon is important, but listening to the passage is equally important, even more so. And so yeah. sometimes it just, uh, you know, depending on the circumstance. I need a little bit more time to set set up the passage or to convince them like hey don't just don't just let the words sort of go in and go out yeah. like let's make sure that we're actually listening to God's word when we're reading it and I don't want to make that assumption so sometimes I think it's appropriate to have sort of a longer intro before you actually get to the text you also and that's read I, I don't know if you consider this part of the intro or not but you read the text in a very patient way yes, as well I know correct. that I it feels intentional. It is very. It doesn't feel like this is how Nathan reads. It feels like oh, he's reading scripture aloud, 
and what he's doing is very purposeful, the, the way that you are patient. Yeah. I would almost say slowly going yes. through the text, um, which, you know, I don't think necessarily everyone has to do it slowly, but I'm tired of people reading the text like it's the perfunctory thing you yes, got to get out of the you way. you got to get out of the way. Exactly. Yeah. I think people should practice Certainly. reading the Bible out loud. Yeah. There's Definitely. a lot of preachers that when they read the Bible, there's some preachers when they read the Bible. I'm not going to name any names. They read the Bible and I think, it sounds like they're reading the Bible for the first time. Yeah, yeah like they hadn't looked at it all <laughs> they week. They haven't looked at it. Yeah. Or they're reading it like they're reading a phone book. Yeah. And and I don't think that's helpful. We actually coach our people when mm. they read Scripture. Just give them practical yeah. tips. So we encourage them, read it at least 10 times yeah. out loud. Um, sometimes it's appropriate to emphasize a word. Yeah. to slow down. Sometimes if it's, uh, you know, a very important part, it's all important. I know that. But, you know, if it's something that I want to emphasize later, I'll put more emphasis on it and then even give a pause so that people have a moment to kind of like, like a sailor, like, hey, let me let me think about this for a moment before yeah. moving on. So, you know, what throws me off is when I'm guest preaching at places and they have the preaching text read before. Yeah, I don't like that. Um, and, and I guess I understand the reasons for that, and, and lots of churches do that. But it throws me off in yeah. terms of, like, the way I've structured my sermon has the text, yep. you know, thematic intro, text, formal intro, and now they've taken that piece out. And I could reread it, I guess, but it seems kind of that redundant right, at the, right off the bat. If they had read it earlier in the, in, in the again, service, yeah. I might would do it again. But if it's, like, right before the sermon, I'm like, well, I'm not just going to reread it. So now I'm trying to figure out how do I make my thematic intro and my formal intro mm. mash together. And, yeah. Um, that always kind of throws me off. Jared, where do you get your, like, maybe this is a silly question, but where do you get your ideas from for intros? Yeah, well, like, I, it, like you yeah. preached recently on Jonah, uh huh, and you were you. you it made, was a humorous intro. That it was one. it was a good one. Yeah. But like, was that just like was that intentional, or did you come across the article and say, "Ha ha, here it is"? Well, I'm it was gonna... in my mind okay. before. It wasn't like I came across an article. I'm going to preach on Jonah, and I'm like, oh, this is like a gift that we've been handed this year. This guy got swallowed by a whale. <laughs> and I thought, it's, you know, it's, I don't often open no. with humor, but um, I, I mean, I do use humor quite a bit in my sermons, but I don't usually open with like a joke or something funny. Uh, but that one just seemed like it landed in my lap, I mm -hmm. guess. So it, it wasn't really like a big idea about it. Yeah. You know? at, at the previous church my wife and I were at, this is years ago, okay. years ago, the, the guy would open every sermon with like the lamest dad joke ever. <laughs> okay. It, yeah. I mean, so if we're we're, yeah. we're going to answer the question like what should you not do in an introduction? Yeah. Do not open do not open <laughs> every week with, if with I, lame if dad I jokes. If I open with something funny, it typically is circumstantial. Yeah. Something somebody you know somebody said something before I came up or there's something about, you know, the when they introduced me, there was something that I could comment on or but I usually don't plan a joke like, yeah. let me write something yeah, yeah, funny yeah. to open up no, with. I, I, I wouldn't do I'm that. I'm also try to be very mindful of the theme of the text. Yeah. So, like, whatever the tone of the passage mm. is, I want the tone of the sermon. That's so, good. So we preached, uh, I think you were there. It was the climax of Mark's gospel. It was the crucifixion of Jesus. I was not there. Um, well, <laughs> you missed quite the sermon. The Lord no. calls, brother. <laughs> yeah, I, you were gone for like If four, I'm gone from weeks. liberty, I'm breaching somewhere else. I know else. you are, Jared. I'm just teasing. <laughs> okay. But I remember I was intentional. Like there was, one, I don't think there were any opportunities to to be humorous. Yeah. But I was intentional even going into my sermon prep is there are there will be no humor in this sermon. That's right. Because the, the tone of the text wouldn't allow it. Yeah. Would you say when you're composing your sermon— 
Do you write the intro first? No, you I can't. don't either. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, I don't either. Because the first text, or the first step is to figure out what the text means. I wonder if that's where some guys go wrong, uh, is they think like, I'm, why? You know, you write the beginning of the sermon at the beginning. You write the, of the sermon. Yeah. No, you write it at the end. Yeah. Well, you, you After don't you quite know, know yet. You, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and well, that's glad, it for that's, Thanks that's for it. listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anything else? You, you got a sheet of paper here. No, I don't this have, is for later. Uh, okay. That's, I think we that's covered for something else. Yep. You think we covered introductions? I think it's a good introduction. We'll find out. Yeah, well, just like the thematic introduction should be uh, a short, a, br- a brief element of the sermon, this installment of The Craft of Preaching will be a brief installment. Yes. I think we've had 20 minutes. Oh, is that bad? <laughs> what are they usually? They're, like, they're usually like 30 know. minutes? They're usually about 30 minutes long. I don't think we have another 10 minutes on introduction. Let's not, be let's not force it. Let's, let's not belabor let's, it. Let's step away okay. while we're ahead. <laughs> let's get to the text. If we're ahead. Yeah, there you go. You know what we just gave you, listener? We gave you 10 extra minutes to read your Bible. There you go. Today. Thanks for listening. You're welcome. If you enjoy the podcast, please share us with your friends. Give us a good review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. And until next time, may Jesus be big in your church. You've been listening to the For the Church podcast, hosted by Jared Wilson, found online at ftc.co. This resource is brought to you by Midwestern Baptist Theological Seminary in Kansas City, Missouri, where we train leaders for the church.